the other day we were talking about uh, the deeper end of things mm. emptiness its appearances mm. in the world the ease of being that comes with the realization mm-hmm. can you say some more about that what for you personally mm-hmm. makes it possible personally is not the best <laughs> question <laughs> the personally is the What impersonally makes it possible is better Good. or precise. Uh, I went for a walk with one of the uh, participants here, a little bit similar in thread of the th- what you just asked. There is something extremely valuable in not giving sounds a bit technical thingness to anything anything just not just not giving it thingness itness selfness substanceness to anything so that's all that really matters and is to be known so if that is understood your good uh, questions already answered, answered. Mm. Yeah. to be known To be known. What mm. is it to be known? Exactly as I said. It's the impossibility of anything which occurs. Therefore, anything that, anything that we see, hear, smell, taste, touch. Anything which has manifestation in the consciousness, the whole realms of experiences. And anything... which we somehow think or imagine has got some kind of inner essence to it in any way whatsoever. Mm. This is terribly uh, deceitful. Mm. The inner essence. In, inner, yeah. Or, or, or uh, outer. Outer essence. Yeah. Any, any kind of... There's some essence and then there's the appearance. Or... Fictional. And that, that, that recognition, acknowledgement, um, dissolves the notion that there is something that can be taken hold of. Mm. So, essence, mm. inner or outer, mm. is something that can be touched or grasped. Re- Yeah, well, or the idea about it, because there is no, nothing whatsoever anywhere to confirm it has an essence. When you say essence, what do you mean by that? Something which is deeper and behind what appears. You know, a person may say, oh, uh, the essence of my soul is the essence of my being, or myself is the essence uh, of that. Or behind the big screen, the film going on the, on the screen, mm. so the, the essence behind. All, all, all of this is all fictional. Mm. That, that's, 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 it's an unfortunate, to me, view which is unprovable. Mm. Wasn't it one of the um, examples that Nisargadatta Maharaj used to give? 
of the essence. Mm. So the relationship or the languages they uh, would use would range regularly enough between truth, reality, the deep, the, of course, the deep, the infinite, the expanse. Mm. Um, the, the limitless, uh, the beyond, the transcendent. So th those uh, those uh, kind of words get fairly, a fair amount of, probably a few more, but mm. a fair amount of fairly regularly used with the regularity of um, moving around a bit with them. Yeah. So it's all of these words are a description of what? Um, the words, good question. The, the, the difficulty is, keep, I'm keeping with the original questions, that there is something to describe. It's a little bit the same problem there. So the description has no essence. Um, neither does the described. It's just that one is that some people would then shy away from any language which is kind of ultimate, oh, that's another one, ultimate yeah. and relative, yeah. will shy away from all of that, mm. then go into, well, it can't be described, there's no words that, mm. that can describe it. Mm. This is then to give so-called it mm. a significance beyond... Again, another again, story. by not by refusing or reluctant, and when people are shy of entering into emptiness, yeah. infinite languages, then they'll settle for the relative, mm. and then the conventional things will become the reality, which are impermanent because they're things, and therefore they're impermanent. Right. So up till now we are in the realms of words and mm. trying to description yes. and mm. all of that. The essence mm. <laughs> of not having an essence, so to speak. Are you talking about a process? Are you talking about an interrelated um, describe the, some more? The, yeah, um, some but I, I, I uh, of course, read a lot, reflect a lot, um, explore a lot, love what other teachers and teachings are uh, saying. And I'm not too concerned, frankly, if one teacher mm. uses the language of essence, another yeah. duality, non-duality, mm. another says there is only I am, and... and or the true self, or there is this way to God. All these variety of languages, no, it's not really my preferred language, but the movement into of the being around life is much more. You know, I had teach of the Catholic nuns in our school in Bulgaria. Many things they say, God loves us. It wouldn't resonate it yeah. for the moment, mm. but I see 
the loving care that's given to other children. Uh, I, I, can, I can live with the God loves us languages much more easily with um, some hardcore atheist who's blame and negativity and put down on the God loves us language. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll take the God loves mm. us people a hundred times over the technically, conceptually correct people. Every right. time, every right. time, every time. I'll, I'll, I prefer the love to the self righteousness. You're wrong. I'm right. Mm. So the proof. Yeah, yeah. The pudding. Yeah, 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 yeah. So pragmatic. <laughs> very, very. Teachings have to be absolutely very um, pragmatic, mm. and it's what the person, the being offers. It's, it's far more. To me, important far more important, far more impressive, yeah. mm. uh, and I my heart responds to uh, a lot more. Mm. The the and we come back to a good question yeah. that the languages which being which are being used. One of the major ones could be the unity language. That's very very popular. Yeah. Of we are all one. Mm. Life is a is unitive this is put into the spiritual maybe sacred or transcendent beyond the differences viewpoint i think it's a monetary thing here um it's two sides of the same coin so a lot of differences can dissolve very temporarily into the oneness world and sometimes the the non-dual world, or the unitive world, or we are all the same world. Mm. And this unitive experience, precious as in, as important, I don't think it carries. One, I don't think it carries a lot of truth in it. Mm. <laughs> I should say, or a lot of, uh, or any assurance of any outpouring of any wisdom. Mm. So. And unity, unity of experience, the way I mm -hmm. hear it is there are lots of different things and, we're all, and all these things are all in unity with each other. Mm. And it has a certain presumption upon which the unity of is built. And people say, well, that's better than the presumption that all these things are upon which conflict is built. Mm. Yeah, so unity in that respect is a better... But I don't see it as having the potency or the power to stop people to change their minds about war, yeah. about identification with the nation state, mm. about a whole variety of views and opinions which are really unhealthy. What would do that then? What kind of deep understanding has yeah. the power to well, do that? Do you the, the, fortunately... The blessing is if there was one particular thing which could transform the human being. We would long <laughs> been there, done that. You know, the, the idea that you get mm. with, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, there are plenty yeah. of protagonists about the only way. No, no, no. I know no, you're no. not even advocating that, but no, no, no. if there was one thing, I, I no. would be hard-pressed. Of course. But in your very vast experience, mm. how would you, yourself, yeah. Christopher, mm. choose to speak about 
these kind of things. If you want to contribute to change, mm. and I'm talking hands-on change yeah, in the yeah. world, to make the deep travel across, so to speak, this is already a huge mistake in language. I know. No, no, you're doing fine. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, it's I don't have it. Last night we watched this documentary, yeah. the, the, the Buddha Walla. So, one is a filming of one guy's uh, whatever, contact and connections and offering some whatever, teaching practices, supports, and it was viewed with regard to uh, everything from meditation to mindfulness to social political change to support to minorities and, and, and more. The importance, I think, uh, of this, coming to your question... The Buddha Walla. Yeah, the Buddha Walla. Mm -hmm, sorry, yeah, the Buddha Walla. That the importance of, the, of all of that is, in a small way, one, it mirrors the diversity of ways of exploring the importance of cooperation with others, as we saw, people are doing some precious things in this world, and that sense of cooperation, communication, offering, sharing, in a variety of ways, I think reflects that, and a little bit, because it also reflects clearly my own experience as well. And that experience is sprung out of contact. So my immense love of the Islamic world and the sense of hospitality, community, generosity, and, and much, much else is based on all this time of experience both in my early 20s, but travelling across the Arab nations, and right through Malaysia, and uh, Indonesia, and, and more besides, as well as Turkey, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, parts of uh, India. And out of that experience, it brings a deep love and affection, and the sadness, both of the internal conflicts within those nations, civil wars and the terrible violence and the extremism and the extremism of the West of its treatment, which is, is, is also as repulsive there. So then after that comes concern, then comes what steps can be made. Similarly, the primary mode of teaching is definitely retreat. So what gives support to that? That experience in mindfulness, meditation, reflection, inquiry, listening to a teacher, reading the teachings, applying them, mm -hmm. and that, all of that, that's what I mean by I the diversity in my own life mm -hmm. and in its expression. Mm -hmm. But your own life mm -hmm. and the expressions in your own life of these is quite unique. I mean, is it? Oh, yes. I thought about that. Well, Go on. Come on. <laughs> How many people you know been Buddhist monks in the 70s? Yeah. And so forth, just to begin with, just to, I just see. To yeah, yeah, it's unusual. And also, not just the life events, I'm talking about the ease of being that oh. you have as a human being. Mm. 
maybe you're not aware of it. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, a bit. A bit. A bit you're not aware. But no, no, no. A bit, a bit. Me, a bit. Meaning, when I get asked, where is this? Where is this uh, ease of being that is there? Yeah, um, uh, mo- most of the time, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's in the uh, the language of feeling blessed because it's been there. Mm-hmm. Far back, we've talked about this yes. from the beginning, early days, oh. and it's a, and it's there because those who fully apply the Dharma get the full benefit. It's that simple, not too much to do with me. It's the full benefit of all of that, huh. and it soaks its way through the being, yeah. and the being says, "Well, yes," and that's where the ease comes from. But then, well, fully apply the Dharma, mm. was it there when you were a kid? Not, not really. you know, no, 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 no. So that's where the, the earlier blessing comes uh, in, because it was the religious mm. sentimentalities, feelings that were mm. strong, you know, just right. lying on the, going to, night, um, before going to sleep. The angels at the foot of the bed, you see, all, all of this was uh, a sense of um, whatever, being looked after, being cared for, and, uh, and and all of that made, gave ease. It's not like I was doubting there were angels, I meant they were, they were they really yeah. felt that honestly there were angels who were taking care, so... Well, well, like an imagination thing? Or no, just... In prayer. In prayer. Yeah. Do you and, still remember? Yeah, I mean, I, I, as I'm talking, I can remember the bed in the bedroom. Oh, can you, can you, <laughs> so, can you say this prayer? No, no, it, the prayer was the, was in, in the one-liner, not in a stream of words yeah. of uh, th- a thank you to the uh, angels and, and mm-hmm. in this feeling sense was that there were two angels at the foot of the bed. And... The sense was of being cared for by the angels. So that was from very young age. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think certainly th- all through primary school. Wow. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So there was there is a support. Yeah. Mm. And then you sort of. And then it kind of moved. Yeah, exactly. It went on to other things, and, the, the, uh, mm. and it faded away. Mm. But in the. Um, the actual. So uh, later on, later on over the years, <coughs> especially with the Buddha's Dharma and one essay or chapter, I uh, wrote because I'm, I'm so keen on seeing the world as a psychology and as a materiality, without and one doesn't govern the other, name and form, mentality and materiality. That the mentality, the psychology of the, I look at the world in that way, and then the world is full of human beings, angels, and gods. Mm. So, two or three people on the retreat here uh, and elsewhere, my world, they are they are angels, and angels, they travel very sweetly, gently, and lightly through the world. The world of matter is not their thing at all. 
you know, they couldn't be consumerist, materialistic if they wanted to be. They, they live in a world of psychology, but the world is a rough place, you know, the material world. Mm-hmm. And their world is all heart. It's kind of pure and innocent and, and transparent. and they're, they're open, not out of any practice, it's just who, who they are, they're angels. And angels walk very lightly on the earth, but the, the humans don't know the angels, and therefore they will get impatient with them, or mm. say hard things to them, and they feel really they feel hurt by how rough the world is. We are, and then, and so one of the people, in this case, one of the women, said to me, "Is the Dalai Lama an angel?" And I said, "No, he's in the realm of the gods." Because the gods, I mean, they certainly have something of the angel and also the earthly about them, like Mahatma Gandhi uh, and others. But the gods, they're gods. They are known widespread. We look up to them and we uh, love them and respect them. But the gods are also in danger of the fall, either... By, by by being killed or by some future of judgment about mm. something and they crash. So you probably guess my next question. Mm. Go on. In what realm are you? <laughs> None. <laughs> it's a huge relief. <laughs> that, that's it. It's not, not easy being in the realm of the gods because you're a... a Public figure, you're, you're known you in some kind of spiritual religious sense. Mm. So, as a mm. widespread public figure, mm. you know, uh, which you, small, my, my view. I, okay. I, I like working. My one liner with myself is, I like working at the coal face. Me, me, me it's an English um, um, uh, metaphor. The, so, the those who go out and make um, kind of fairly major offerings uh, in terms of the media and very successful with, the, with their, their books. And they're you know, precious and beautiful things, some of them, of course, you and I know well. And I think they really uh, kind of take it out, you know, out, out, out there. Um, I mean, you know, I can, not like I'm shy, I can do all that. Yeah. But... I'm not had any interest to go in that kind of direction. I still, I still don't, because I just think the communication of the deep and uh, ultimacies of life or absence of essences has got to work pretty close with people, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and give it some time, maybe over days, weeks, months, and maybe years of the intimacies mm-hmm. and kind of trust in the view of small is beautiful in a certain kind of kind of way. You know, I'll go like tomorrow afternoon, German news mm. team will, will ask me about Burma and what's my experience there and of mm. this meeting I had years ago with Aung San Suu Kyi, etc. But they're just little dips out mm. there for me. Mm. You know, the primary is this closeness mm. uh, because I think in the short and long term it will have a, a deeper value yeah. uh, than being a major public figure spreading out a lot everywhere. I'm not sure. I, I don't have the confidence. 
personally, there, as long as uh, people are coming on retreats and committed to wanting to know about, um, about truth and ultimacy and deep meditation, all the things that you and I, and, and how the heart can really open up beyond belief, it can open. Wow. You'll be there. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I prefer working at the cold face, not, not being out there. And, uh, out there uh, uh, I'll leave others to do that great work. And this is your main interests and initiatives that moves you to offer retreats, offer programs, mm, mm, yes. offer one-on-ones. What you're offering so so much over so many years already. Mm. What, what's behind that? Nothing, I hope. Because <laughs> <Nothing. laughs> <laughs> no, I said I got that. But yeah. the, the in the meeting, in the <clears throat> personal meeting. Uh, in one of the previous conversations. Bottom line, I kind of like people. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Uh, so, secondly, I don't like people feeling unhappy or suffering, mm. and I think I might maybe able to make a contribution to some insight and exploration of that. And third, thirdly, I also I don't want to feel boxed in with the retreats. I might work yes. at the coalface, mm. but I also want to have outreaches there. One of the privileges, I got the reminder watching the Buddha Wala uh, last night, of the blessing of not working on behalf or for any organization. And there's nothing, so to speak, behind me who I have to represent the, there. I think, you know, lots of people are working for fantastic organizations. And they are the, what should we say, international voice. And that's what they do. But I'm one of those. I am just not, just not my style at, uh, at all. I like a certain uh, solitude of it with the cooperation, like yourself, and uh, our good friends and the variety of networks and other individuals. And I, I like that way of working. And it kind of fits that app description that you mentioned to work the, this program around of uh, agents for change. And so just, just one of those, uh, an agent for change, not needing a system behind me, which I have to support or think about. Or represent. Or represent, exactly. I, 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 I leave it to others to do that, 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 that amazing kind of work. <laughs> So you're not fitting into any category, gods, no, angels, no, not, a little bit of, all of maybe a little bit of fusion of them all, you know, a little bit. Of, but it's the absence for myself. I can't mm-hmm. deal with, be concerned with what others might say. Yeah. But I don't think of myself as being in the realm of humans, <laughs> angels, or gods, or or the lower realms. Certainly not Azuras. You know, the devilish, yeah. problematic, yeah. aggressive type. Mm. So when you think of yourself, where mm, no, 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 nothing. Nothing? No, 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 I don't. Yeah. No. In a good sense. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're not like, yeah, I don't think I'm a nobody. I think, I, think I'm, I am a voice, but not in a way that feels, feel, feels uh, boxed. Yeah. That's all. So that's 
that's a lot already. That's the theme, the thread that I can see over many, many years mm. that I've known you and sat with you and taught with mm. you on various, various uh, occasions of friendly meetings mm. and the sense of freedom, mm. I would say. Mm. Not yes. being confined, mm. not being boxed, yes, yes. not being jailed into any form. Yeah. Yeah, so just never wanted to live like that. It's not like I became a monk in order to find that. But it's I, I not, had it blessed yeah. with. But there's lots of rough edges around it. Yeah. And the Dharma, it's, you know, it's so hard to know in the dependent arising causes, the conditions. With all the challenges of the world as an adult, mm-hmm. after I was a very young yeah. adult, you know, I mean. It's not surprising that, that I felt so at home in the hippie culture. It, it's a kind of formative sangha, mm. in a way. Yeah. Having the same values. <laughs> but I doubt that they were kind of sustainable. As we know, hippie culture came and it went. So the, the, the sanghas, in a way, you and me and others, it's, our kind of sangha is... is uh, a deeper hippie culture is a certain kind of protest about the system which is going on, a commitment to other ways of living, you know, the community life and uh, all the sharedness that's going on. And uh, it has a certain kind of echo, but just it has an enduring element. The hippie culture couldn't last. It didn't have the resources. Well-intentioned, and many of us have the memory of being on the road and loving the smoking of the joints and hanging out together and free, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. But it was a kind of a relative freedom. It was a freedom. But one needs a lot of wisdom to love and sustain that. Whether it would have been sustained through to the age of 73, uh, without the ordination and the monk's life. I, I, that I can't know. Yeah. I mean, I just cannot know. But things lead naturally from one thing. If I had stayed at school and obeyed my parents, instead of walking out at 15, then would that freedom, which gave me the confidence to say no to school and get out, would that have carried, if I'd gone to college and university, um, who knows? Mm. You know, yeah. uh, but some, some voice of rebellion mm. moved me on. Mm. So it's that kind of shifting. Yeah. And, but the rhythm of the life has supported it. Mm. So I, I clearly have moved in social environments which recognise the importance of freedom. And that's given me the privilege of moving outside of social environments, called Sangha, places and people, to go to other kinds of environments which are political or mm. global or economic, or move there, knowing that there is a whole network to move and get renewed with people like yourself and our beloved friends. And, and that's allowed that movement. So then I can be a hardcore meditation teacher 
and do my best with that and express the voice in the written and spoken on other matters. Wow. It supports the, the support that you get from the practice and yeah. the teaching and mm-hmm. can and does yeah. ooze out. Yeah, it's more, yes, and the, yeah. nice to see how the resonance is. But to know if we give real presence to people, really interested and, and support. One person, you know, just arrived today. And fine matter, really. Uh, and who's a yoga teacher, very committed to spiritual matters and is visiting us today. Mm-hmm. So I just finished lunch. And I was just walking by, but he was in you know, convers- strong conversation. So I walked by, and he wouldn't have seen me. In fact, it's kind of half time there. And I just, I just recognised that it's a small thing. So then I just put the plates down, the dishes down, after eating the meal. Walked back. I didn't ask the good woman he was talking, talking to. Just turned around and just gave him a big hug. Uh, uh, and uh, I know those small things how much they're appreciated they mean a lot to a lot to people and I, and I know that because I know when I was a monk and uh, with the teacher with the, the, the seniors you know, being um, recognised or acknowledged uh, sometimes the teacher in the hall would speak a, a make reference to myself and sometimes say something, whatever, of appreciation, you know, commitment to the practice, those kind of things, to get the other monks to practice harder things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know how much, it, it doesn't have to be an ego trip, it nourishes. Yeah. You know, something nourished, well, the authority knows me, recognises me, uh, all, all of that is part of what we offer. So behind every action you take, there is a conscious intention. Sometimes, yeah, conscious behind every, every might be a bit high, well, but as many as possible. possible. <laughs> we'll take another example of this. In terms of the mindfulness and the teaching role, take a real interest every day in the nuances of what people do it's something that's been going on going on for years because i think as i often say the detail reflects the bigger so what i have in mind here if there are people who are missing the first sitting of the day i'll have a sense who they are after a few days if a person is walking across the Dharma Hall, heavy-footed, and just cognizing the noble silence around it, I'll, I'll open the eye, look, and it will uh, uh, register. Um, in the groups, when person and persons are speaking, I'll really take notice of anything that's uh, said, because I know when it's with ourselves, as the teacher, people will be in their best form most of the time. Most of the time. 
sometimes they can't help it. They're mm. angry, they're upset, yeah. they're anxious. Most of the time, they mm. tend to be extra mindful when they're talking yeah. to the teacher, even about their own stuff. So this will reveal what to you? It, it will... Um, uh, mostly <laughs> more mindfulness practice <laughs> and a few extra th things uh, and uh, re reminders. You know, if someone has a whole mountain of food at the beginning of the food queue, and when we get to the end, there's not much left. I mean, Tells you something mm, about yeah, yeah, their... yeah, something a bit more of the self in a way. Small, small things. If someone happens, it's actually happened here as well. Someone uh, gives a talk, talk up front actually, and then doesn't make the effort to come to somebody else's talk. And that is it. I check to see whether. Mm -hmm. There can be, sometimes, I, I generally wouldn't ask. might be a very good sound reason. You know, mm. Extremely tired, yeah. having a deep conversation with somebody else, you know, really yeah. good for that reason. Um, but if it's, I can't be bothered. Mm. Uh, who, what, what does it teach you? What, um, it, it, what does um, it serve? The concern would be the wish for or the uh, interest to see what are the places inside, with, the, with the person that clearly needs some attention. And this, mm -hmm. much of it is about connection. Mm -hmm. So the examples that I gave shows this game, not that we're always going to like me, you know, always going to be in the walk in the hall punctually, it's not that we're always going to have a modesty in the, uh, the food, or come to the first sitting, or really be there the fullness of the day, etc. Uh, but a few signals, some repetition, will give me a little sense of the person, a little sense of the person in a different way from talking. Mm. And then you can help. And then maybe help, yes. Or point out. And if I, I was inviting the person to. Um, take more responsibility in terms of some teaching or guidance to others or, or whatever. Then I'm going to start pointing out very quickly mm. those things that I uh, re remembered. The dedication to the others uh, must take priority over comfort. Or, yeah, basically. Mm. This is one good thread. Very important one, I feel. Mm. Also to end with. Yes. This dedication for the others would mm. be one of the first priorities. Yes. If not the first. Yeah, exactly. And that... Just in general, I would say. Yes. And it, the, I mean, the best of human beings, the, the most noble aspect is service to others. Yeah. And all these things that we explore and, yeah. and share, yeah. somewhere, some kind of emergence of some... Whatever way of life which has something, some integrity in it, something dignified about it. And service to others is definitely up there.